Ryan Shazier won't play in 2018. We, he knows that, and we know that. We're going to continue to support him in his recovery. So we know that uh, going into this season, he won't play, and he'll end up on a different type of list uh, once we get the determination. Um, once the league starts, we'll designate where he'll end up. So we know that's a challenge because we'll be at 89 players. And uh, fortunately for Ryan, he's covered in that in that uh, in that manner that uh, he will be part of our team. In this case, we've stated that we want to sign him to a long-term deal because, as you said. He's one of the best, if not the best, at the position. I, I wouldn't say the, the running backs are changing the offenses, but when you get a running back that can fit into how the offenses are changing, as we are fortunate enough in Le'Veon, we want to have him for more years than one. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this latest edition of the Metal Steel Podcast here with me, Charles Pryor Ritchie, up behind the steel curtain of SB Nation. And this week we're going to be covering into... For this podcast, we're going to be talking about the Steelers' mock draft rounds as reported by WalterFootball.com. Also, the contract status of Le'Veon Bell. And also some uh, comments from Kevin Colbert as he made a few statements as far as where the Steelers are with the state of guys like Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant. And right now, also, was there likelihood of possibly still drafting another quarterback, even though with Ben Rossberg still being committed through this year and hopefully beyond a few more years. So we're going to dive into that a little bit more. As always, you can follow me on Twitter once again, at Prodigy Richie. You can check out all of my latest blogs as I'll be blogging weekly as a weekly contributor here. And let's get started on this. And one of the things I was looking at over the weekend and the the Pittsburgh Steelers what's been reported throughout the week. And I looked at Walter Football. And a few guys that stood out as far as like the Steelers' picks. Remember, they're only going to have four draft picks this year, not five. So they're going to be having their picks. And in the first round, they're going to be having Lamar Jackson out of NC uh, Louisville for the Steelers. And I think that's a little bit of an interesting choice right here because uh, one of the things, too, that was being reported was that the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing a meme with Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State, and this is uh, being reco- tweeted out by Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. The Steelers plan is to meet with Oklahoma State quarterback Mason Rudolph at the NFL Combine, as Rudolph is six foot five, two hundred thirty three pounds, and started three seasons at Oklahoma State. And like I said, despite R- Rosper's interest in playing beyond his current contract, Kevin Colbert is not ruled out taking the quarterback in this year's draft. And I think that'd be a very good choice because another one that was coming up too. Earlier this week, like I mentioned, according to Walter Football, was Lamar Jackson. You talk about Lamar Jackson, who's been the 2016 Heisman Trophy winner for Louisville. And you look at like some of the numbers he's been putting up. He's had a career high in passing. He's been getting better each year as he threw for 3,660 yards and, and 27 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, and only playing 13 games. Hey, look at the improvement by this kid. I mean, this guy's been really lighting it up over the years. Talk about Lamar Jackson. And he has a very good high quarterback rating for him. And for him to be pulling up those kind of numbers, I think that's very impressive. I think what I'd like to see for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like I mentioned on my last podcast, you just cannot trust Ben Roxbury right now. How many times have we heard this about three years ago when he signed his last contract extension when he said that I want to win as many Super Bowls as Bradshaw. Here's the thing. I still have a hard time 
believing that he's going to be the guy that's going to be sticking around. I, what happens? We have we see them have another bad season as far as where it's a frustration with the the training or coming up short once again in the playoffs. And I, I really found it a little interesting what made it any different, his uh, commitment. But nonetheless, he's going to be coming back. Like I said, he mentioned that he's very satisfactory with the guys up front. And I got I got to believe that he, he's going to be sticking around. So I, I think it still makes sense just to get someone just in case. Because Landry Jones, I, I think he's going to be out there soon. And you got right now as your third death quarterback, Josh Dobbs. I don't know if he's ever going to be tested ready for the Steelers. I almost get the feeling that he's going to be like an R. Zach Mettenberger. The only problem is with that, with Zach Mettenberger, I think he didn't even get any chance to try and like start behind Landry under Ben. And that's got to be a little alarming. So red flag in, in my mind. But I, I think Landry Jones... I'm curious to see if they're going to try and keep him around for one more season or what. But I think right now, I want to ask you, Steeler Nation, what do you think this indicates? Do you think this indicates that they do draft the quarterback, or it be a Lamar Jackson or a guy like Mason Rudolph? Does this indicate the end as Lance Jones as a backup to Ben? I think that's going to be very interesting, something we cannot take our eyes off of on this as we get into the draft, which is uh, coming up. In April for the from the 26th for the 28th, uh, which is going to be uh, taking place this year, it's going to be taking place in Arlington, Texas. So I I I, I gotta believe right now. Like like I said, I I think they they have to. You cannot take any chances. The only question is, are they going to take one as early in the first round? And you gotta remember when you look back as far as like when the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers have been able to take anyone as far as in the first round as far as like a first round quarterback you have to go back as far as 2004 when the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Ben Rosberger in the first round of Miami Miami of Ohio University and that that was a a move they had to make I mean you really got to think about from that point on I mean remember you're still at that point in time transitioning from barely from Corlell Stewart who was there for a few years filling the void of Neil O'Donnell from 96 through 2001, basically. Even though his last year technically was with 2002, and he had Tommy Maddox come in there, and he was able to quarterback for that one season. He only had good, and then really kind of fell apart the second year. But, again, my my point is I I think you have to at this uh, point in time. I think they're going to definitely do good. I mean, with that, and – I think the quarterback is so important that they try and uh, nip this right in the butt right now. And I got I got to believe that they're going to be doing this at, at this uh, point in time. But I, I think right now for the Steelers, they have got to be planning. They cannot be taking any chances right now. You got, you got the offensive coordinator you want with uh, Randy Fitchner, who's going to be uh, – the offensive core in there for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you take a look at everything. But, yeah, I think they have to be a little bit wiser uh, going into this uh, season as as we as we take a look at everything. So let, let, let's keep an eye on that. But also some other 
choices for the Pittsburgh Steelers to go after in this year's uh, draft, and we take a look at round number two as they uh, got the got right now linebacker Terrell Edmonds. Now, Terrell Edmonds would be, be a nice uh, little pickup, and you got to think about Ryan Shazier because as Kevin Colbert just confirmed this year in the scouting combine, which we're going to come back to in a moment, that Ryan Shazier, he's going to still be able to pick up his salary that he's going to be due for this year, but he's not going to be playing all this year. And I think it's uh, very important that the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to support Ryan Shazier and keep him around the organization. I think that's a great sign, great show of support. But you got to wonder if he's ever going to play football again. You see how serious it is with the spine injury that he endured last season against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And that's going to really be scary because he was definitely their lean tackler up until that injury. And you saw a guy like Sean Davis who was able to take that, thanks in large part, due to his injury. But now you look at a guy from Virginia Tech right here, and you see a guy like uh, Terrell Edmonds, what he could possibly do as you take a look at everything. He's a guy who could definitely uh, cover the pass and gets uh, good uh, tackles. I mean, he has season high of tackles, which was in his sophomore year. He had 101 tackles, which is uh, very good for him. And, I, and I'd be wondering, it's curious to see what he could do as far as that. And then we got going into like their third pick in the draft, taking a look at Jordan Whitehead. And Jordan Whitehead, he's coming from the University of Pitt. And I, and I think this would be a nice like a move to look into. I mean, think about like a year ago, I mentioned you had a guy like James Carr, who's a backup to Le'Veon Bell. Can they strike gold once again with our Pitt product? They usually have a good job of drafting guys out of the University of Pittsburgh for the Steelers. And I think uh, that'd be a smart choice right there in itself. I mean, you take a look at everything about what he's been built up to and all the stuff he's been able to contribute. And I, I just just curious because right now you need someone the, that that secondary is still a little suspect. And when you still got to think, you got to still remember it's not just the Patriots, but also against a guy like Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That still has to be a lot of things that people want to address and not take a sleep on. You cannot overlook that. So I got to believe right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have to be very cognizant of that. You, we really don't know how much longer William Gay is going to have before he decides to hang it up. I mean, when you look at everything on the Steelers team, as far as where they're at, as far as like trying to keep themselves like not only in, in playoff mode, but another championship push, it, it's really a little bothersome right now how it's still – did not show up big when it comes in the playoffs. You got to look at it this way. William Gay is signed through like in his final year of his contract that he had back. He, he signed. He's currently on the third year of his uh, three-year deal. So he's going to be make, making uh, this year $1.75 million. And he's going to be getting six point three million dollars in his uh, prorated signing bonus. Or no, no, excuse me. My bad. He, he's going to be getting $1.75 million in, in here. So he's going to be carrying a cap number for the Pittsburgh Steelers of $2.383 million for the Steelers. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to take a look on right there. I, I think for a guy 
like William Gay, who's been around since 07. He's definitely contributed a lot since being there. I mean, shoot, he's the only guy that's been able to con- contribute a pass that was intercepted in return for a touchdown. That's the only part that bars me about this uh, team on the defensive side is you still got that question very questionable secondary. I mean, and then again, you look at a guy like uh, Sean Davis, who's been t- kind of getting better. He's been doing some stuff, but then he also had that little incident that come up where he was uh, on social media with someone, where he was like cyberbullying with someone. And you got to wonder how much he's going to have to answer those to not Roger Goodell in the NFL, but also the Pittsburgh Steelers front office. What kind of punishment is going to weight him? So we don't know how he's going to be coming out like mentally and see if he's going to be able to keep himself together. I think this is a little bit wrong timing right now if you got to look at everything. And and I think this is one of the things where people look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and you look at the current team where everything's been put together as far as being a team that's been associated with a lot of drama. But at the same time, too, this is also a team that still believes they could get in Super Bowl championship form. So I, I got to wonder how much they're going to be keeping an eye on this. And you, you really got to start to wonder because, remember, when you're losing a guy like Shazier, that is huge. It's ginormous. I think it's very incumbent. But I think you got to make a decision quick. And I, I tell you what. If I had my way, if I had to go back, who would I choose first? I mean, it's all that depends who's available. But if it's a guy where you have, like, Ear Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph, I'll say at the most, if Mason Rudolph slips a little late in the first round and he's in, on the board still, I'm, I'm sorry, but if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, you take care of that quarterback situation right now. You cannot wait. You cannot take any chances. I don't think anyone wants to have – him and the guys of Steeler fans still behind a guy like Ben Rosberger. I'm sorry. This is a guy who's really tried doing his best. He's He's been a like, legit backup, mainly because of his arm uh, power that he's got. And But I, I think the thing that I just get a little frustrated with the guy is his accuracy. And a guy like uh, Landry Jones, you got to think about it. At the end of the day, he's barely beating teams like the Cleveland Browns in his career for his, his, his only two wins as a starter. And he's in the last year of his contract, too. So that's going to be another thing. He's got no guaranteed money. So he's he's going to be carrying a cap number of $2.2 million. I think, if anything, what I, paying with again in the draft, I warrant they'll be able to offer up Landry Jones in a trade package uh, with some other people in there. And uh, which, speaking of trades, uh, many people were wondering about Martavis Bryant if he was going to be going anywhere from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there, there was reports out there that the Pittsburgh Steelers were listening to offers about Martavis Bryant, and uh, it's been confirmed by uh, General Manager Kevin Colbert as he uh, told reporters that we never ever made one phone call about Martavis Bryant for a trade. As uh, this was uh, tweeted out by. Tyler uh, Conway of Bleach Report. He then goes on to say, Martavis Bryant is the Pittsburgh Steeler. We want him to continue to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. A lot of kids don't make it back from a one-year suspension, but he did. We are not in the trade market for Bryant. I think that's very noble of him. It just seems like he wants to give a guy a second chance. And memory, I mean, when he, he didn't play his his third year in 2016, remember, he missed a whole year, and I think that's the reason why he still got that one more uh, year out of him. And 
for him to even if he's still sticking around. I think he's got to be very fortunate, very thankful that it, 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 the team still believed in him. They still try and give him a chance. Even though it was writing on the wall, you've seen a lot more plays go to Juju Smith-Schuster. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, look at everything right now. He, he's he's going to be making $705,000 in his base salary for this year. So that that's going to be an interesting one. And that's going to be his cap number as well, 705000 he'll be carrying on the team. So a lot of people who thought that he would probably been traded based off of what was happening – and with some of the frustration or probably he felt like chemistry, uh, it, it's very great to hear the Steelers at least still trying to stay with them and not trying like necessarily go look out after someone else. Because there's well, a lot of people that people that they were listening to as we we're taking a look. But as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers goes, that's a huge thing right there. And then last but not least, let's take a look at Harrison uh, Phillips right here, who's the other uh, pick that was supposed to be projected to be coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers as they get in the draft. He'll be out coming out of Stanford as he's a defensive end slash defensive tackle. And I, I think that not, might not be a bad idea. I mean, you got a guy with uh, Jerron Hargrave, uh, Steven Tewitt, and then you got Cam Hayward, who's basically one of your captains on the defensive line and pretty much for the team. I, I think this may not be a bad idea. I think you that when you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're still curtain dynasty as far as everything in the seventies. You think of that steel curtain uh defensive front with guys like Mean Joe Green and Elsie Greenwood. And you, you gotta look at I mean that's that's one of the things. I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, you always got a history of linebackers, but I think one of the things too is to shore up that defensive front and get some guys that could be battling the offensive line and have good pressure up front. I think that's very key. I think that's very pivotal for them. And I and I think that's something they have to not overlook. And I think that's something you want to add to continue to be going on to the next generation. I think for the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is a great thing to be adding on. I, I and he- Hey sports fans, football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. When it comes to death, you know, there's never enough when it comes to people. So, and I I really like to see, but Keith Butler, I'm going to be interested to see what, how he's going to be doing. Uh, hopefully he's not going to be having a little bit of a, a, a step back in his year as a defense coordinator. When you take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and everything that he's done for for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, he's just taking over for a guy in uh, Dick LeBeau 
But when you look at the team defense overall, what they've been able to do as far as keep keep them ranked, he's have number fifth in total defense, which is the most important thing. The only part is what's he going to do now as far as the pass coverage. So that's the thing. I mean, you already got in the sacks, and I, I just – you, but you got to show up for the playoffs again. And I think the verdict is still too early to even be judging that. A lot of people were a little frustrated, Tomlin and his coaching staff, if more in particular your defense coaching staff with Keith Butler. And a lot of people were still scratching their heads. Well, how can you let go of a guy like Todd Haley over Keith Butler? Well, my answer to that is simple. Again, with Todd Haley, remember, there there, there was a lot of off and on strain relationships with Ben Roethlisberger. They seemed to kind of squash it down in more their their third and fourth year, but again, you got you got to think right now for the Steelers. I think what what's going on is that they they were butting heads. You had to have a guy step in there, and you're struggling in the red zone, which was second to dead last, and and just only moved up ten spots. He finished in the twenties. That's unacceptable. A guy like Keith Butler, he's really started getting this defense come to form in the last two years, if you really think about it, and had a good year in the pass rush in his first year, if you really think about everything. Look, he and you take a look at the numbers, when you want to break down everything, like what he's been able to do as far as being a defensive core there overall in this league, I mean, really, he's only like 3-3 three and three so far with his defense. And I think it's just a little unfair to like be looking at what he did against Jacksonville Jaguars. You also got to remember too, he's only really legitimately getting up nine points approximately in that game against in the regular season against the Jaguars. Even though yes, he did give up a forty plus points on the board. I just think it's a little too early to put the verdict on him. You got to give him a little bit more of a leash. I think he's a guy who went over some trust. Yes, there's some issues. Who doesn't have issues? But We'll, we'll see what goes on. Last but not least, let's get into Le'Veon Bell. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, now we got the days ticking on. We got March 6th, the final day that the Pittsburgh Steelers can use the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell. I think this is going to be a very interesting, iffy situation. As we flash back, we look back at last summer, it was in July, where they thought they had a deal ready to go set on the table with Le'Veon Bell. Unfortunately, it was a head-scratcher why nothing was able to get done. And simple thing was, he just felt like he deserved a little bit more money just as much as a receiver, like a little bit more core portion of that, like an extra $3, 4000000 million on top of what he was getting paid as the highest running back. Here's the only thing you got to be concerned with if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to look at where they are in the salary cap. I love Le'Veon Bell, but I also got to say, too, he's one of their most valuable players. But at the end of the day, you got to remember this. You got to ask yourself this at the end of the day. Because if he, he is that valuable, yes, he keeps him in contention. But you also got to remember, too, if he's so, so that good, I'm sorry. But in my opinion, I think the Steelers should be having two rings on their fingers right now. You can't say that he was the guy that was solely responsible for keeping his team in in shape the way they are. Look, I, I love Le'Veon Bell. I think it, it, you don't want to, at this point in time with this talent you got, set yourself a few years back, but let's not, uh, let's not turn a blind eye to what they still need as far as on the defensive needs that they need. They still need an inside linebacker, which you're going to have to get for the draft, or maybe a quarterback, and I think those are some important factors. You cannot look at what 
they gotta look at, and it's it's you cannot look at everything and just say when well, you know you're gonna throw all this money at Bell. Here's the thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers looking everything right now as far as what 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 needs to happen and it, it's it's really interesting what what goes on i think right now if you're you're steelers you you have to yeah you, you have to look at right now where they're at and you have to say right now if you're the steelers you're 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 in a situation right now where you're in you got only like barely, you got about $5.92 million in cap space. And if you're going to throw all this money at him, here's the thing. The only interesting thing is, what are you going to do? So far, it's been uh, reported that the Steelers feel confident that they're going to try and get a deal done. I mean, it's it's one thing to be confident, but one thing to execute it. And I think the Steelers right now, you have to look at it, of what they're going to do. Are they going to try the first couple of years? We're going to probably pay him at a cheaper rate, but try and give him his guaranteed money up front and still be able to get needs for the the te- other areas of the team on defense. Offense, I think you got everything pretty much locked out. I think it's just the defensive needs you have to worry about, everything. So that that's a lot of things. Is he really worth that? Yes, at the end of the day. But at the same time, too, let's not keep himself in set calorie Sap calorie uh, drama here. You gotta be careful about that. I love Le'Veon, but at the same time, let's just do it smart and 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 see them take their time. I feel like the Steelers right now at this point in time have got to really be thinking everything over. So that that and and that that's what I think. I, I think right now when you look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, he he brings so much value to them as far as like uh, blocking, receiving wise. He still insists he wants to change the market for guys in the in the running back area. His guys, he likes to take care of their backs, but and and that's a very good point, very noble of him. But I also gotta believe that a guy like uh, Le'Veon Bell, they're gonna be trying to uh, do a lot of everything they can, and and I and I think it's very important that they just wise up, be very careful about not not strapping themselves in the thing where they're going to be struggling in the cap. And I think the biggest thing, too, I think they're waiting on, well, not not necessarily waiting on, but they're just keeping in mind, like, what's if the salary cap is going to increase, where are they going to be at as far as, like, availability? And that will be an interesting thing in here. And I, and I think right now, when you look at the Steelers in this uh, situation, I think they are right now a team who is uh, prime to, to keep everything going, but at the same time, too, I, I think they got to play it smart. You cannot take any chances. You, you have to be a little bit more careful in doing this. I'm just saying, look, they've been able, they've been, they lost big names before. And, it's, and I remember the last one I can remember in a while was a guy like Mike Wallace, who eventually signed. He, he actually went, went, went away and signed over to the Miami Dolphins. It wasn't a divisional rival, but it was a few years later. I mean, still legit, but at the same time, you gotta be careful. And last thing you want to do is be able to, like not capitalize on this opportunity. So I think what's gonna end up happening is they'll pro- the, if if they don't come close to anything, I think they'll apply that franchise tag. That'd be around four point five million dollars he'll be making in guaranteed money for another year, and then they'll try and 
have a little bit more time, but to try and get something done with him. And I think he'll be around the same time as last offseason, which is like around July. So we'll see what happens right there in that in that aspect. But for right now, you got you got to think you're gonna, you're gonna have Ben Roethlisberger committed. You got Antonio Brown locked up. I, I think you have to be very careful, but at the same time too. When you, when you look at what you're trying to do and keep yourself in position, I think you gotta ask yourself how much is it worth the gamble. And like I always said, as I quote the famous wrestler Sting, and I'll say this once again for the Pittsburgh Steelers: if there's one thing for sure, is that there's nothing for sure, and that, and that's the bottom line in all this. So for the Pittsburgh Steelers, let's see what happens and uh, keep an eye on what they'll be doing as far as looking in their draft needs. So anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Mass Steel Podcast here. Once again, with me, Charles Prodger Ritchie. As if you want to find out a little bit more information, I'm going to be contributing weekly blogs as part of them. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to everyone uh, who had the time to take out and listen. Make sure to check out a lot of the blogs to uh, Jeff Hartman, who does a lot. He's the managing editor for our, for, for our site. And he's one of the guys who's been captaining the ship uh, very good. So make sure to check out a lot of stuff he's got on there. You can also see a guy like Anthony DeFeo. I have him on as a guest plenty of times on my sports show here in Chicagoland Sports Radio. I have on uh, weekends here. It's on deck. That's on every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. So I'll definitely be uh, keeping in touch with him down the line as we get closer to Steeler football. So with, with that being said, I, I think it's going to be a look forward to an interesting draft. And the Steelers right now... It's it's not don't expect too much in free agency in closing, and I, I gotta believe right now this is one of the things they really have to be careful. It's just not just one thing, it's just look at one player, and I'm not saying that they are, but you gotta be careful in how you want to address your needs. You gotta be able to make sure you're not putting yourselves in a position where they're gonna be strapped down and have to answer a lot of financial uh, overhaul stress, and I I just don't want that to happen. I just want to see them just manage this right be able to have enough trust. I mean, look, I mean, you're giving the guy a second chance to a guy like Martavis Bryant, why to keep him around. And look look what you're doing. You're still proving that you want to keep this thing rolling. You want to keep this machine going. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think it's a very important year. And it's it's almost like their championship window right now. If you look at everything, how much more longer they got last, it looks like it's going to be for like about at least an hour or two more seasons at their peak right now where they got to get this thing done. So, again, and more uh, best prayers, wishes to Ryan Shazier. Uh, hopefully he could want to send our love and support as part of Steel Nation to you. Continue to get well. Hopefully you'll be able to be mentally and physically ready, more importantly, before you even step back onto the football field. And that's going to do a wrap once again for this edition for the Mass Steel Podcast. As always, leave you with don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Thank you once again, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and I'll see you next time. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech, 
why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.